Well, here we are, Super Bowl edition. This this episode will be entirely about the Super Bowl. Welcome to any new users, uh, I'm assuming, and we'll, we'll find out after the fact if there's new new users that are coming in to check the Super Bowl out. I know there's that's typically what happens is a lot of new first-time or only-time betters for the year would be on the Super Bowl, and so a lot of information is usually sought out for that. So let's get into that Super Bowl. And again, I, I'm any long-time listeners will probably get tired of me saying this, and I'll try to make it brief, but it's all about bankroll management if you're in this long-term, and it should be short-term as well. So we're going to get about three units down in this game, which is significant. Now, what is a unit? should be 1% of your bankroll. Uh, now, I would say... There's another option here, and I, I'm, I'm just playing into what I know is going on with the Super Bowl betting, if history is any indication, which it is, uh, the one-time Super Bowl-only bettors. Okay, so let's let's come up with a figurative bet here. Are you putting 300 down in this game? Are you putting 3,000 in the game? Are you putting 1,000 in the game? And your idea is that's how much I'm betting and what I bet on is to be determined. Okay, so with that in mind, I'll break it. I'll break it down that way, and then the long-term listeners, the long-term betters, can do the typical unit size that they're used to. So I won't get into too much. This is supposed to be fun. You know, the Super Bowl is fun. This is, uh, you know, Christmas shopping season, if you will, for for uh, betters, the biggest betting day of the year. So. Have, we're going to have fun. We're going to have some bets that I think have value. I know have value. I think will win. And we'll see if we can have some fun with it. So, that being said, let's jump on it. So, for for this game, it does set up as a middle. A middle meaning you can win on both ends of the spectrum. So, the Rams have come down to minus 175 on the money line to win the game. Now, again, for any one-time first-time bettors, most of those bettors seem to just want to pick the winner. You know, the office talk at the water cooler is who you got to win the game. And if they've never placed a bet, they don't realize that the majority of bets are placed on the spread, meaning plus or minus the points. In this case, Cincinnati's best line is plus four and a half. And that's actually what it started at. It started, actually, excuse me, it started at Rams minus three and a half. They immediately popped up to Four and a half as all the sharp money, sharp money meaning the larger, uh, usually more well-informed bettors might do it for a living. And it stayed for the last couple of weeks. Well, not quite two weeks now since the, you know, the two weeks on Super Bowl Sunday. It's been uh, four and a half for most of that time. It's popped down. Caesars has it at three and a half. So if you want to play the spread, it's Rams minus three and a half is where you would go. You would not do that if you like Cincinnati. In Cincinnati's case, you want as many points as you can get. And I know, for example, MGM has Cincinnati plus four and a half, and there's others as well. The most common line right now is four, giving up four for the Rams or getting four for the Bengals. And the total started out at 50, meaning the total points between both teams. It was bought down to 48 almost immediately, same as the, the uh, side, the winner of the game. So, again, that was a sharp play for sure. Now, it's not going to move a lot till the public money comes in, which will undoubtedly be on the over. 
public money, especially in the Super Bowl, is going to be on the over. So there'll be some sharp money that will try to keep that number down and will continue to buy it in significant numbers, I believe, until we get uh, uh, kickoff. So all this being said, now I can tell you, as I've said, the sharp money, the big bets are coming on the Rams and they're coming on the under. Now, it is tougher to determine for the books. They don't always know in some cases where this where this money is coming from and how to judge the betters. For example, if and I don't want to name names because that's just rude, but maybe you've heard of some talk about some large bets placed by certain sports figures that may have more dollars than cents. And that would be not the pennies sense, but the S-E-N-S-E sense. Uh, maybe you have just big money guys just, just, you know, flying into Vegas from outside the country. Maybe they have a lot of oil. Maybe, maybe they're in the entertainment industry and they've got a lot of money. So they may drop six figures pretty easily on one of these sides, and that could move the line. Now, if they can identify the money as being smart money, that would move the line to some degree. Uh, or, you know, there's a lot of money better than this. The handle is huge. However, if they realize that it's smart money put, putting money down early enough, they will move the line because of that. They're trying to fine-tune the line as it gets closer to, to kickoff. So, in any event, let's get into the business here of what's going on. I'm taking and have taken... The Rams at minus 175. I've said for close to a month now, the Rams would be the, the pick. I had mentioned I had a, I don't typically do this, but there is a reason for me to play it. I won't get into all that. But uh, I had picked the Rams and the Bills in the Super Bowl, and the Rams were the favorite to win it, in my opinion. Obviously, the Bills didn't quite get it done, although, boy, they put in a heck of an effort. Um, now, that being said, it's always good to question yourself. I, I see a lot of reasons to take Cincinnati in this, and I know I'm familiar with some people that I really respect their opinions of who are on Cincinnati, not necessarily even just to cover the points, four and a half, four, three and a half even, but to win outright. So this is a perfect situation for a middle. So I'm also taking Cincinnati plus four and a half. Again, make sure you shop around. You want the four and a half. Absolutely no less than four. Three and a half is reasonable because a field goal victory is the most common outcome. I should say the most, um, out of all the different outcomes, it's the most likely number. It doesn't mean there's a 50% chance it's going to be by three. It just means that there's, it's more likely to win by three than by four or by seven or by ten or by two, whatever. So... Four and a half being ideal and snatched it up. Uh, three and a half absolute minimum, but I don't wouldn't even want to do that, to be honest with you. Four would be okay for the field goal versus touchdown differential, seven minus three. Uh, but I'd rather not have the push. I'd rather have the win with the four and a half. Okay? Now, also taking under 48 and a half, um, you could wait on that and see if you can get it at 49, 49 and a half. But let's let's... I'm going to get into this more a little bit, but I'm expecting field goals in this game. 
So 49, now what's the significance there? Well, that's seven touchdowns with successful kicks. These, have, these are two great kickers, two very good kickers anyway. Um, so they might, they probably wouldn't miss it, but maybe there's, a, maybe there's a situation where they have to go for two at some point in the game. Maybe there is a miss. Maybe there's a block. Uh, but more importantly, it's not going to be seven field. Seven. I don't think there's going to be seven touchdowns in the game. By the way, uh, you could have six touchdowns with successful kicks and two field goals, and then you're at 48. So your 49 doesn't really do you a whole lot. So I'm comfortable with that under 48 and a half. But absolutely, I think you could wait and get a better number. I don't see it going below 48 and a half. However. I think, as I've said, and I, I know this is going to be the case, more sharp money is coming in on the under, and they're waiting to see if they can get a better number. And I think if they don't get a better number, this might end up at 47.5. And, a half. and that, you can write that down. My prediction is this could very well be 47.5 at um, kickoff. That being said, again, some people whose opinions I respect are expecting an over here. So... Do it as you will with that. Now, that's one unit, by the way. So that's smaller than I normally play. I'm playing one-third on the Rams, one-third on the Cincinnati plus four-and-a-half, and, and one-third on the under 48-and-a-half. So for me, that's .33 of a unit on each bet. Now, why is that? Well, because in a situation where I'm calling for a middle Obviously, I don't have a clear view on seeing the Rams to dominate. Again, I felt comfortable with the Rams the entire postseason, but it's good to question yourself, question your strategy, question your numbers. It's not just a gut. It's numbers. So I have no problem. This is one game to me. This is not Black Friday to me. This is, this is one game. And I said all along, that postseason NFL, postseason in all sports is more for watching than it is for betting. The profits are made in the regular season when you have more line weakness and you have dozens, in some cases, dozens of games to pick from on a daily basis. So one-third of a unit each. That's what I'm doing now. If Let's just pretend that you, let's call this a three, you're going you're gonna to invest $300. You're going to spend $300 on the Super Bowl to watch it. You've got people sitting down, friends and family watching the halftime show, you're drinking heavy, whatever, but you want to put $300 in this game. So if I was you doing that, and this is just, you know, do whatever ratios you want, I'm using this only as an example, then I would have $100 to put on these three bets because I'm going to have three different groups of bets. I'm going to have this game lines, I'm going to have some parlay lines and some prop lines. So one unit or in this case for you, if you're doing this, all of, all of your bet on the game, you're not a long-term better, you're, just, you're investing for this example, $300. I would put one-third of that $300 on these three bets that I've just discussed, and then, of course, divide them by the three. So you'd have 33, 33 on each of these games. Now, again, if that's not exciting enough for you, you know, do what you want. This is only a suggestion. This is how I would do it if I was trying to take my investment of one game that I'm trying to do mostly for fun and see if I can come out ahead. Uh, again, now if you like different if you like different scenarios, I'm going to get into that here in a second. So let's let's go to this 
same game parlay is available at all the, the big books, the public books now that you can see in the apps in the states here. FanDuel, DraftKings, Caesars, MGM, all same game parlay is available. Uh, again, back in the old days, you could never put two bets on the same correlated play. These are correlated parlays. There's a reason why the books wouldn't let you do that. So this is this is like the candy store right now that you can do this. You got to take advantage of it. So these are going to be one more unit. So for the professionals, the long termers, serious guys, one unit, one percent on these bets, and there's six of them. So one sixth of a unit on this. So for the for the newbies coming in, that means one in 600, one 600th of your bankroll would go into these bets. That tells you that this is not supposed to be something you're throwing your car payment at or betting, putting your keys on the table at the poker table. These are small bets. They're going to add up to one unit. So, again, if you're using that example of $300, you're putting 100 bucks on these set, the set of same-game parlors, you're at 1667 each. Literally, you know, this is for fun. This is your pizza, right? Or 12-pack of beer or something. So the first one, well, let, let me do this, and let me do this slightly out of order. I'm going to do uh, the Rams to win on the money line, and we've seen that up front on the other bet, and under 58.5. If you parlay that up in the same game parlay, it's minus 108. And so now you're getting 10 points better on the line, just in case there's an explosion of points. So that's a play. Now let's go the other direction. Rams to win an over 39.5 at minus 108. So now you're getting 9 points on the under, under the total, and now you're going over. So just in case, maybe that game ends at 51, 51 and a half. That's a key number in NFL games. Well, now you got the over on that, and of course you still got the under 58. I'll get into that in a second. Now the next one, let's pretend the Rams don't win this game, and that's a lightning. You know, most of, a lot of playoffs have been settled by a field goal. This might be one of them. I think it's the other side, but this might be one of them. So I've got the Rams plus three and a half and over 43 and a half. In this case, they can lose by a field goal. As long as there's 44 points scored, you win the bet. And then we'll do the other side. Rams plus 3.5 and, and under 54.5. Again, lose by a field goal, and you can get six points more than the original line and go under that and still win. And finally, let's do something with Cincinnati. Let's, let's hook it in there. Let's go Cincinnati plus 10.5 points and over 41.5 for the game. Obviously, you can see the advantage there. You can lose by a touchdown and a field goal. And you only have to go over 41 and a half with your whole touchdown less than the original line. And then also we'll pair it with Cincinnati plus 10 and a half and under 56 and a half. So now you got an eight point cushion uh, on the under. So I'm going to break all down. You know, you can replay this to get it all. But so you got Cincinnati plus 10 and a half and then do an adjusted over and adjust an under. Get your juice to be around 110 on those. Do the Rams money line and over and an under, and do the Rams plus three and a half and over and an under. And adjust your lines so that your end result is somewhere in the vicinity of plus 100 to probably no more, definitely no more than minus 120. I don't have any. These are all plus 100 to minus 117 is the highest I have, and are more on the skew to the lower side, plus 100, minus 108, et cetera. 
Uh, and the key here is to shop around. If you talk, do what I just the books I just mentioned. Those four alone will give you the lines you need. In this case, Caesars, MGM, FanDuel, and DraftKings. You'll find all these six and just get your best one. If you don't want to do that, you don't have to. Just pick the best book you like. The one that's giving you offers, some freebies, and you won't get quite the great, the best numbers, but you'll be okay. Now, what are the potential outcomes here? I don't want this podcast to go on too long, but you could win all these. If the score is between, let's wait. So your best case scenario, let's do it that way. Your best case scenario is that the Rams win by between 1 and 10 points, not more than 10, and win the game, though. And the total score being you want to have 44 for a low and 56 for a high. And if you get that between 44 and 66, you will win every one of these bets. All six are winners. So you have quite a bit of cushion on both sides of that original total of 48 and a half, 44 to 56. And of course, the line is anywhere between Rams minus three and a half to Rams minus four and a half. And in this case, as long as Rams win by one through 10 points, you're good. So you have a high possibility, if you want to call it middling, you have a high possibility of winning all six of these prop bets. Now there's worst case scenarios. What are, what are those worst case scenarios? Obviously the worst case scenario is that the Bengals win. And then you will then you, you lose four of the six immediately. So don't jump into this thinking, well, I'm betting a lot more than $16 or $160 or $16, you know. Uh, you can lose these. If the, if the Bengals win this game, and again, remember, I'm saying there's really respected folks thinking the Bengals win this game outright. So don't go crazy. Um, I know I'm not, I don't want to be preaching to the choir and jumping on a soapbox. I, one, of the, one of the purposes of this podcast is to help betters, punters, if you will, for the, you know, the other side of the pond, preserve their capital and make capital. And I'm actually thinking about when I monetize this uh, in a different way, to have part of those profits go into some sort of action on um, gambler support lines, addictions, etc. I, I really want people to do well with this. I have nothing against the books. You know, I don't look at the books as your enemy. I mean, you are taking money from or giving money to the books, but they're really more of a service. They're a they're, you're, they're your credit card company. They're taking a fee somewhere along the line, in this case, credit cards are being taken from the vendor. In this case, they're taking the fee from you because they're providing a service for you to get your bets down. Otherwise, you've got to go to some bookie somewhere who also charges a fee. Or the only way to do it without a fee is to talk to your friends. I'll take the Rams, you take the Bengals kind of thing. Uh, there's no fees involved there, but this is a way you can bet anywhere you want, and they're the ones taking the risk if they have too much money. You know, if 60% of the money comes in the Rams and 40% of the Bengals and the Bengals win, they're losing money. That's, they, they have that risk. So they're not your enemy. But yes, you do have to pay them. And sometimes they get to pay you, right? All right. So anyway, um, don't just assume there's no loss here. There is no way to lose all six of these bets. No possible way. It's write it all down, put it on the chart. You'll see there's no way you can lose all six. 
but you can win all six. So it's a pretty dang good deal I've got set up here. Now, if you like, the, if you're positive the Bengals are the side, you're absolutely positive, or you don't care, you're a Bengals fan and you're betting on the Bengals, and if you lose money, then that's because you're a fan and you're good with it. Well, then flip the numbers around. Do it that the Bengals went on the money line, and then the security is Bengals plus three and a half, just in case the Rams sneak one out, and then they do the Rams plus ten and a half. Although in this case, because they're the favorite, you're not going to likely get ten and a half at a decent number. So I would recommend seven and a half because then you can you can get the touchdown and the hook there, hook being the half point. So again, I'm doing this as I discussed because I like the Rams in this game. If you and if you're in love with the Bengals in this, meaning you're, you're a huge fan or you just you know they're going to win in your case, in your opinion, then just flip the numbers around in these parlays. But the, this, the way I have them set up, you're going to do all right in these bets. Again, the worst case scenario is this, in my, my layout is the Bengals win and then four of the six parlays are gone. And then you have two left, the Bengals plus ten and a half. And obviously you've won the game outright. And then the options were under under 56 and a half and over 41 and a half. So then you have the worst case scenario of if it's 57 points and higher or 41 points or lower, then you lose one of those two bets. So your worst case scenario is one of the six comes in. So obviously you, you uh, don't lose the full unit. You would lose slightly um more than a third because of the juice involved on the on the you know vigorous involved on the bets um so all right now that's it for those and again you can put that down in the chart and you'll see what i'm talking about um you're in good shape for for those bets there now let's talk about props some of the these are props are becoming more popular every year and uh, most of the newbies in this, this podcast are going to be playing a lot of these. So I'll give you what I believe to be the highest value plays on the board. Um, Rams to have, these aren't in any particular order. These are not in particular order. These are not ranked. Okay. Rams to have three or more sacks at minus 165. That's one of the juicier ones out there. And I don't mean that in a good way, meaning you're paying a lot of vig to get that down. You can get three and a half at books and it's about minus 105 for that. And that's not necessarily bad. And you just have to get four sacks. In this case, three sacks get your money returned with no loss of revenue. It's just a push and the, the bet is canceled and you get your money back. I like that uh, security because three is the floor I see in this game. It's, it should go to four, but there's a floor, a solid floor, and a and a high, reasonably high likelihood. Let's say, I figure maybe forty to fifty percent chance that it is actually just three, which would give you a fairly high chance of losing that uh, three and a half. All right. Second one: both teams to have a field goal of thirty-five yards or longer at plus one ten. That's available in some books at over 33 and a half, meaning it's a 34-yard field goal, but you're paying some juice on that about, I believe it was 115. So for the one yard, only for 34 to 35, because this is 35 and up, the other one is 33 and a half. So really, really it's the equivalent of saying 34 and up. 
I like the I like that plus one ten for the extra yard. So both teams just to have a field goal, one or more, that is thirty five yards or longer. Both teams. Next, no score in the first five and a half minutes of the game. No score. Minus one sixty one. Again, a juicy one, but I really think it's a low scoring game. Let me stop here for a second and talk about some parameters that I think are involved in this game so that you can see where I'm coming from. Now first, this is these are notes I'm writing down for the props. Coin toss is available at even money at Caesars. Now why am I saying that? Because you should never play the coin toss really at all, but if you're paying any sort of juice, then you shouldn't play it. The coin toss literally is you use the it's <laughs> The term, it's a coin toss, is, is there for a reason. There's no advantage. So why would you pay minus 110, for example, for a game, for a bet that you know has nothing better than 50% chance? That's not how you do things. Some people want to get a bet down at the beginning of the game. I get that. You're having fun. You don't care. Okay. Then go to Caesars and play at even money. Or if you don't like Caesars, then do what you need to do. I'm just telling you that is where it's available at even money. Again, if you could have an advantage, the only way to get an advantage on a, a coin is to have an unfair coin, a weighted coin. Well, how would you do that? How would you know? This is a commemorative coin available only for the Super Bowl. The only way you could do that is if the designers didn't have it to weigh exactly even on both sides, heads and tails, and that you somehow knew that, which would mean that you'd almost have some sort of corruption involved. Hey, any of the bookmakers listening to this, NFL, if you're listening to this, you probably should check that in the future as gambling becomes more prevalent. Don't let the uh, the uh, coin be fake or, or, or you know faulty, uh, because you'll find out pretty soon if there's millions of dollars trying to be thrown down on the opening toss. But anyway, the designer or the manufacturer knowingly has one side higher, heavier than the other, and a, and a gambler gets in, involved in that, they're going to put some money down on it. I can tell you that. In any event, there you go. And then I am expecting field goals with two good kickers here. McPherson of the Bengals, I think he might be the second-best kicker in the league after Tucker of Baltimore. Uh, I think there's going to be more conservative play here. They're going to be feeling each other out in the beginning. That's why I don't think there's going to be many scoring early. There's jitters. Obviously, there should be a lot of jitters in the Bengals' case. Uh, the Rams have been here before, and they're more veteran team, but still they have pressure to perform because they're expected to do well. I think uh, Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase should be able to go crazy today. Or, uh, excuse me, on Sunday. This is Friday here. Or Thursday. Good Lord. This is Thursday night I'm putting this out. I want to get people out there to have a chance to listen. Um that's a very public play to take the two best receivers on each, you know, the one on each team and say, hey, they're going to go over the total. The public loves to go over the numbers, and that's more fun to go that way. It's less fun to be rooting for someone to drop the ball or to get tackled or something or get injured and thrown out of the game, you know. Um, but I believe if you were to bet on these two to go over their total expected yards of receiving, you're probably going to do all right. Um, make sure to shop for lines. I've mentioned this three times. Shop for lines at at least the top four public books. I'm expecting a slow start. Uh, I think the Rams front four on defense versus the Bengals offensive line is a horrendous mismatch. Again, that goes into the sacks for the Rams. 
that goes into the Rams winning, that goes into defensive score, uh, you know, low scoring, um, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of ramifications from it. The Rams should be able to run the ball, and they should try to run the ball quite a bit. The Bengals need to dump off, you know, to Joe Mixon, for example, uh, when the pressure comes. So there's some, gonna be something coming up with him. Uh, on these props, try not to play in the multiple options where, hey, uh, you know, who's going to catch the first ball? That might be fun, but it's kind of disappointing once the bet's over. Kind of, it's fun, kind of funny if you win it, but those, they're, they're not winnable bets. There's so much juice, so much vigor, so much commission on those prop bets that you cannot, cannot win those long-term. Unless, of course, you're sitting in the offensive huddle or at least the uh, game planning room beforehand, and they say they script the plays, and they say the first play is going to Cooper Cup. Well, then the only problem you have with that is you don't know who's going to get the, receive the kick, unless you somehow have inside information on that as well. So you have a 50%. If you know, if somehow you knew that Cooper Cup is receiving the first ball, first he has to catch it. You can't miss it. And then he has to be the side that's getting the ball first. So it's just not an idea. It's not a good idea to do that um, with those multiple option bets. Again, have fun however you want to do it. I'm just saying if you want to preserve your money, be careful with those. All right, so we have Rams, Sacks, both teams, field goals over 35s. No score, first five and a half. Okay, the longest score is to be a field goal, um, meaning... You could have a bomb to Cooper Cup for 50 yards. Well, then there must be a field goal of 51 then to win this bet. So, okay, so the field goal will be longer than a touchdown is what I'm saying there. Now, you have a handicap because a, a touchdown could be 100 yards, right? A field goal is handicapped by how long you can kick it, and neither one of these guys are going to get probably over 60 yards today, or again, Friday. Um, today is Thursday, but the odds the odds are less likely for them to have a 50-plus yard score than it is for a 50-plus yard field goal. All right, uh, longest drive, I say, will be by the Rams because, again, ball control, long drives even. You know, they had some 16, 17 play drives in their playoff game against the Niners. Uh, the Bengals are more likely to have their drive stopped early by the superior defense, etc. Okay, uh, Rams' first score is a field goal at plus 150. Now, again, that's not the first score of the game. That's the Rams' first scoring. You've got touchdown, field goal, safety. Actually, this, this bet is safety and field goal, not just field goal. There won't be safety first, but... That's an option. So safety or field goal is the first score the Rams will have, and it's at plus 150. I like the odds on that. Rams will punt before they score. Yes, at minus 130. So again, they will not score the first time they have the ball. They will punt. Um, now, the, the handicap there would be a turnover, but a punt first before. But you can still get it. Uh, you can throw an interception, and then you could get a punt, and then you can get a score, and then you would have a punt before a score. Uh, first punt longer than longest score. This is a similar play than before, as before. 
This one being only the first punt counts. So you better hope it's a, a good one, not a shank punt that goes 27 yards. Although that could, in theory, still win. And that's why this bet is pretty good. Assuming it's a... These guys are expected to have, you know, maybe the longest punt around 54 and a half yards. Um, you assume that the first punt's going to probably be at least 45. And it's not likely, certainly possible, not likely that it, the longest score is over 45. But it's absolutely possible. But minus 130 is a good value. The most plays run in the game will be by the Rams at minus 130. Again, just the most plays... How many times do they snap the ball? That would be by the Rams. Again, ball control. More plays, smaller yards per play. The Rams will not be able, the, the Bengals will not be able to run on the Rams like the Rams will be able to run on the Bengals. So, therefore, more plays. Uh, will there be a tie at any point in time after the original 0-0, meaning 3-3, three 10-10, to three, ten to ten, blah, blah, blah? Yes. Yes, at minus 110. Total field goals being greater than total passing touchdowns. This is kind of a fun one. It's plus 170. So, again, this means total field goals by both teams. Let's say it's three by the Bengals and two by the Rams. That's five field goals. So if there's five passing touchdowns between each team you push, you don't lose anything, you don't win anything. If there's four or less, you win the bet. I think if you were to talk about total touchdowns, it still might be a pretty close bet, but I feel comfortable with total field goals over total passing touchdowns. I think there probably is five field goals in this game. I don't think there'll be five passing touchdowns. It's possible there's not five touchdowns altogether, although I think that might be fairly likely, but not five passing touchdowns, I don't believe. Time of possession greater. Rams, minus 135. I've already talked about that one. Um... Those are somewhat correlated. You could you could cut one of those out if you like. Um, it's up to you again. These are all up to you. Everything I'm just giving you suggestions of what I believe is good value. Bengals punt before a score. Yes, minus 160. Similar to the Rams. In this case, I believe it even more likely that the Bengals will have to punt at least once before they get any sort of score. The most field goals by by the Cincinnati Bengals at minus 110. Now, here's a fun correlated play. Gay of um, the Rams, the field goal kicker, Gay of the Rams, to score first at plus 375. Now, this is important. McPherson of the Bengals to score first at plus 400. Okay, so what I'm really doing here is I'm saying the first score of the game will be a field goal, and I don't care which side scores it. So... 375 on one and plus 400 on the other. The average there, we'll call it 388, three, you know, 387 and a half. But we'll call it 388. And But now you're, you're betting two bets to get to that 388. So you have to cut that in half. So 194. 190, so you're at plus 194 uh, that a field goal is the first score in the game before a safety, which is likely not even happen at all. And then versus a touchdown. So, you, so again, the bottom line here, by doing both of these bets, Gay to score first, McPherson to score first, by doing both, you correlate them together, and you're getting the value of plus 194 that the first score of the game by anyone is a field goal. That is serious value in that play there. 
very serious value. You'd have to you have to assume that it probably if if you think a field goal is the first score in the game, and you think it's a but you think it's maybe a toss up. It could be a touchdown, could be a field. Well, that that means the true value is plus one hundred. But we're getting plus one ninety four here. I love that correlated play there. Okay, now we move on to the final thing. I'm gonna do this is gonna be the you know for the ones that really want something big out there. This is going to be a same game parlay player props now at plus 401. So again, that means it's a four to one chance it is not going to win. And why is that? Well, because in this case, one, two, three, four play, four picks, four parts of this that are a parlay. And obviously any of them can go wrong. Well, you'll see what I'm doing here to try to make this not go wrong. All right. First order of business is Joe Mixon to have over 25 and a half receiving yards. That is not an adjusted line. That's a standard line. The next three are going to be adjusted. So that means what I'm also saying is that you could play that by itself. If you like what I'm saying here, I do believe that Joe Mixon will be receiving some dump-off passes, some screens, etc. from um, Burrow. So he'll be in play, and in the last half of the season, he's surpassed this number pretty steadily, and it's going to have to be even more, I think, in this game when when Burrow's facing the most pressure he's faced all season. He has not faced the kind of pressure he's about to face from the Rams, and that's a fact. He has not. Well, I should say, historically speaking, in this season's performance, the Rams have put more pressure on quarterbacks than any team that the Bengals have faced. Let's put it that way. That's a fact. All right, so anyway, Joe Mixon over 25 and a half receiving yards is a solid pick on its own, but I'm putting in, in this parlay, pick number one. Pick number two, Cam Akers to have 50 or more rushing yards. Now, that's an adjusted line. He's expected to get into the 60s all on his own uh, if you're to do this a standalone bet. I'm doing the adjusted, the alternate line at 50 or more. I'm doing Jamar Chase to have 60 or more receiving yards. Again, that will be the alternate line because he's in the 70s. And finally, Cooper Cup to have 70-plus receiving yards, and that's definitely an alternate line as he's over 100 on the standard line. So if you get all four of those, Cup, 70 yards, you're going to be rooting for both teams in this case. Cup of the Rams, 70. Chase of the Bengals, 60. Akers, 50. And Mixon, and that's rushing yards, by the way. And then Mixon, 26, so over 25 and a half, 26 receiving yards. If you get all four of them, plus 401, big payoff. All right, so that's it for the Super Bowl. And I will be back tomorrow for standard plays as well as Saturday and Sunday. Good luck.